my heart and from my hand Why don't people understand my intention? Bill Nye the Science Guy Bill Nye the Science Guy Well, good morning, Florida Fun Podcasters. Welcome to another episode of the Florida Fun Podcast, your destination for Florida Fun. Today is Monday, October 25th, 2021. You're listening to episode 18, and today we're going to go somewhere that we've been before, kind of a review. Uh, Today we're going to go back to the Museum of Science and History here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I can't believe it's less than a week until Halloween, and uh, we spent the weekend doing some very Halloween-type things, including something at the Museum of Science and History. Um, But uh, I want to get that housekeeping out of the way, let you know how you can be involved in the program and how you can participate anytime you'd like to. Um, You can always get a hold of me via email. I am at floridafunpodcast uh, at gmail.com. I always post uh, pictures and polls and uh, lots of comments on Twitter, and I am at floridafun6 on Twitter. And you can always uh, get a hold of me and watch our Florida Fun Podcast live video series that is on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Florida Fun Podcast. And I now have a Pinterest page, and that is Florida Fun Podcast on Pinterest. So like I said, today is episode 18. We're going to do a review of the Museum of Science and History, an amazing place located in Northeast Florida in the Jacksonville area. And... uh, Just a lot of fun for everybody in the family. So stay tuned. I'll tell you how to get there, what to see and do at the museum currently, why you should be a member of the Museum of Science and History, where else you can use your membership, how to share it with others, and uh, we'll have today's trivia time question, and what else to expect in the future episodes of our podcast. So the Museum of Science and History is an amazing place, and we've been all over the state of Florida, and my family and I have been to Tampa and Orlando and St. Pete and Sarasota, and pretty much everywhere that you go has its own museum, whether it's an art museum, a history museum, they have galleries, they have aquariums. Um, But uh, this episode is about the Museum of Science and History here in Jacksonville, Florida. I want to give you some information on how to get a hold of them. They are online. Uh, Their website is thethemosh.org. If you want to visit them in person, and I highly suggest that you do, they are 1025 Museum Circle, Jacksonville, Florida, 32207. And their phone number is 904-396-MOSH, 904-396-M-O-S-H. Just so you're aware, they are open uh, Monday 10 to 5, Tuesday and Wednesday they're closed, Thursday and Friday 10 to 5, Saturday 10 to 6, and Sunday 12 to 5. Most museums that we've been to are not the break the bank kind of museum. They're not going to be the kind of thing that it's super expensive. It's very hard to, you have to save money to pay for. Um, these are not theme park type prices. Um, to give you some idea of the general cost to get into the museum, general admission is $15.95 for adults, $12.95 for kids between 3 and 12, and kids under 3 are free. There are discounts available for students, seniors, and military that does drop the price to $12.95. Looking on the website, there were other discounts available, um, but you want to just check that website for more information. 
Um, some very cool things that they do. Um, also, while you're there, parking is free. Uh, you can park in a couple different places. There's a free lot right across Museum Drive from them. Uh, there's, a, there's a restaurant called the River City Brewing Company that's right on the river. Uh, we have the St. John's River that runs right through Jacksonville, so it's right on the St. John's River. Uh, you can see that. There are some spaces over there. Or there's a parking lot under the Acosta Bridge, which is kind of around the corner back to the left. A uh, little bit of a walk, um, but not very far. I mean, very pretty close. Um, you can park there for free as well. Uh, the city of Jacksonville is lucky enough to have a Skyway, which is kind of a, a raised monorail-type transportation system. And that Skyway does run to several different places. It runs through downtown, runs to the convention center, um, runs over um, by the river, a couple different places. It does run to the San Marco station, which is very close to the Museum of Science and History. So you can park over in the Kings Avenue parking garage. That's also free. It's a covered parking. Um, and on the days that the uh, Skyway does run during the operating hours, you can take that Skyway to the San Marco station and uh, you can park for free there and you can ship back and forth. So if it's a very, very busy day and you need to take that Skyway back and forth, or maybe if you're just parked in the area down there, uh, staying in a local hotel or uh, having lunch or you're at business or whatever and you want to take that Skyway, you can drop off right there next to the Museum of Science and History, right there next to the Prudential Buildings. Um, one thing that we did recently is we went to the Fright Light uh, concert. There's a cosmic concert. They, they offer cosmic concerts at the Museum of Science and History. Um, they're at the Brian Gooding Planetarium, and this is a part of your uh, admission uh, when you're there is the Brian Gooding Planetarium. Now, the concerts themselves, the planetarium shows, they are not part of your paid admission. That is a separate ticket. But for the tickets that we bought, there were $10 per person. We do have annual passes. We have yearly passes to the museum. And they were just $8 per person for us. Um, and it was not uh, expensive at all. Um, it is a laser show. It's a laser light show. Um, we talked to some of our friends recently. And they said when they had seen one of these laser light shows, the top of the, the, the planetarium was spinning. The lights were spinning. made them feel very sick. Don't think that, guys. This is not, not that kind of thing. Um, it was about an hour long. Um, there were pictures and images that were cut out by the lasers. Um, they had Thriller. They played a lot of music. Uh, Thriller by Michael Jackson, Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult, Men in Black by Will Smith, um, Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo from the 80s, which was very cool. Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie Daniels Band. Uh, that was very, very cool as well. Um, it did go for about an hour. Um, be advised, it is a little loud in there. So if you're not used to I don't want to say rock concert levels, um, but it's very dark. Um, if your kids aren't used to the dark, if you have little ones who are not used to the dark, um, it may be a little frightening for them. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, the music was a little loud, so if your kids are not used to that kind of thing, if you have younger people, um, if you're older, if you're you know teenagers and up, you're probably used to that kind of thing, being in the dark and playing loud music and seeing laser lights and images and, you know, I'm not going to say they're frightening, but it's, you know, Halloween-type images. You know, uh, scary pumpkin faces and um, animated-type zombies and ghosts and scary houses and, and that kind of thing. Uh, that That's also part of it. So if, if your little ones aren't used to that kind of thing, you may want to wait for a little while uh, to do this. Um, they do have other times um, that they have the Fright Light. Um, the calendar, also on October 30th, the Fright Light runs from 5 to 6 p.m. There's a separate concert called Laser X on the 30th. 
um, which is different kinds of music, kind of club music, party music. Um, it is not Halloween-type music. Um, and that one's from 6 to 7 at night. And then on Halloween night, on October 31st, there is the Fright Light concert again. Uh, same time that we went is 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. So the, con the museum itself closes at 5, and then the concert starts uh, 5 to 6, and then you're out at, you know, like 5 after 6. Um, you are there about 15 minutes early. Um, when we went, there was a bunch of people standing in line, and my kids were concerned we'd have enough seats. And, and just like pretty much every time we go, it's about... Uh, about a third to half full. So it is not overcrowded. Um, the seats are very comfortable. Um, it is kind of dome lighting. So the light shines up uh, instead of down at you. And uh, it's kind of dark in there. So uh, you, you got to get your eyes used to it when you go in. It's kind of a dark environment. Um, but it was very comfortable. It was a lot of fun. Um, I told my kids I haven't seen one of these cosmic concerts since probably I was a college student, maybe back in the 90s somewhere around there so it's it's been a while it's been a long time um but i missed them and they were cool and it was a lot of fun it was really really exciting um amelia loved it she said she had a great time um mason had a great time as well but but he ended up leaving a little bit early and my wife left a little bit early with him and i stayed with amelia um, but it was a lot of fun so definitely if you're going to go to the museum of science and history you're thinking about checking it out that is definitely something that you want to check out um i did mention membership options the museum does have memberships like we have right now, um, and it gives you a lot of benefits to get into the Museum of Science and History. Now, it gives you things like free admission, free admission to member-only exhibit uh, previews and special programs, unlimited planetarium shows. What that means is every time you come back, you get one free planetarium show per membership, per person, per show. Um, the cosmic concerts like we saw... Uh, you do get a $5 discount off the Cosmic Concerts. That's $5 per person per show. So if you see more than one, you only get a $5 discount on each one, not, you know, one there, one for free. Um, you get an early invitation to Mosh programs, 10% discount on Mosh store. So if you buy something like we did, uh, snacks and goodies and T-shirts and souvenirs from the uh, from the museum, you can do that. 10% off building um uh, uh, birthday parties, 10% off MOSH programs and ticketed events um, for uh, admission uh, to them. Over You get uh, uh, free admission. Um, the cool thing about this is that you get what's called reciprocal admission. And this is what happens a lot if you have a membership to a zoo. A lot of the zoos and aquariums give you reciprocal admission. So if you're a member of one zoo, a lot of times they'll give you membership to other zoos by being a member of the zoo itself. Um, the museum is part of what's called ASTC and SERM, and they give you reciprocal membership for free to other locations. So um, SERM is the um, Southeastern um, Southeastern uh, Reciprocal Membership Program. I'm sorry. Um, and then uh, the ASTC is the Association of Science and Technology Centers. So those two different uh, membership programs, they have like CIRM locations are in Jacksonville, St. Augustine, St. Petersburg, Ocala, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Daytona Beach, pretty much everywhere up Pensacola, pretty much up and down the state of Florida. Um, you do get uh, reciprocal membership to go into those different places. Um, even things like art galleries, you would get membership to go in as well uh, for free. Um, you can get your membership over the phone or in person. Um, they do start at $55 for individuals, $75 for a couple, so two people, $100 for a family up to four, and $145 for a large family up to seven people. 
So very, very cool. Lots of things, uh, lots of ways that you can enjoy it. Um, I didn't see anything on there that said you get a discount for other people's tickets, um, but I'm sure that you know if you if you go to the museum and, and you hang out with them and, and you do whatever you need to do, um, you know you can help people get their memberships and they can come and go to the museum with you as well for free, right? So um, lots of information on their website. You just want to check it out. It is mosh m o s h t h e m o s h the mosh dot org. So I want to give you today's trivia time question, and I want to give you some time to think about it, right? So today's one is a little difficult because we're talking about museums and lasers and the laser show. I want to ask you a question. So trivia time question for today is what year was the laser first invented? Was it A, 1950, B, 1953, C, 1960, or D, 1963? So I want you to think about that, and we'll be back with the answer in just a moment. So the museum does have lots of daily shows that they offer, and lots of things that you can go there and see and do. And a lot of the stuff that we've seen, a lot of the stuff you can do on your own, um, some things are in different theaters. Um, every day during the week, there is an extreme science show that's 12.30 p.m. in the JEA Science Theater. Um, a very cool show, very kid-friendly, very cool show, teaches you some science, and lots of things go boom, lots of things blow up, and uh, it's very science-inclusive. Um, uh, um, the course of uh, explosions and uh, shocks and other experiments are very, very cool. Um, there's a daily invertebrate encounter talk that's 11 a.m. every day at the Vistar Intertidal Touch Tank that is in the main uh, lobby area, which is in what's called the Dolphin Tales or the Atlantic Tales room. Um, you'll know when you first go into the museum, if you turn to your right, um, there's a little lobby right there. Maybe it has a couple of the experiments or, or um, things that the, the, the current exhibit is running through and have some of that stuff right there. You go into the Atlantic Tales room, there's a gigantic body of a right whale, a gigantic replica body of a right whale, some replica bones of whales, a replica of a dolphin. Um, you can learn all about the ocean, sea turtles, you can learn all about different things, um, but that's called the Atlantic Tales room. And the Invertebrate Encounters talk, uh, you would learn all about the residents of that very, very unique uh, aquarium. Um, the tank, um, it's, it, it's kind of neat. It, it's kind of a triple section. So in the very, very center, at the very, very top, there's a plant. Um, it's like maybe a mangrove um, a plant of some kind. Um, and it has a, a planter, right? So it's planted in uh, dirt, not, not just in water. That sits in the top of a, a, a tank of some kind. The water flows out of that tank over the sides down into another tank below that. Now inside that tank looks like there's some coral. There's a couple of fish that, that go in there. I don't know how deep that tank goes. Probably two, three feet, three, somewhere on there. The water flows over the top of that tank, kind of a hex-shaped tank, into a tank below that that kind of wraps around it. That tank's probably, I don't know, eight or ten inches deep, somewhere on there. And it goes entirely around the outside. And this has... Um, uh, pencil urchins and marine hermit crabs and um, sea stars and uh, all kinds of shells and and very very cool stuff inside there so um, definitely something to check out definitely very very cool and, and you, you can stand there long enough and you can see uh, when we were there we saw horse the little baby horseshoe crabs in there and um, very 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 cool so definitely something to check out while you're there uh, there's an animal encounters uh, demonstration or show or talk that they give that's 1 15 p.m. every day in the JEA Science Theater 
this one teaches you about the wildlife in Northeast Florida. Um, and they do have some animals that are residents there at the, at the museum. Um, and so these are things like uh, gopher tortoises, uh, fowler toads, Florida king snakes. Um, inside there, you'll also find an animal room. There are tanks that have turtles. There are tanks that have fish. Um, there's a couple of resident birds that live there. Uh, they've either been injured or they've been rehabilitated in some way and they can't be released. Maybe they're blind. Maybe they have one wing that's damaged. Um, there's a couple of owls. Um, there are uh, There was a pigeon. Um, there was a couple of really beautiful birds that were inside there as well. So you definitely can go and check those guys out and see them up close. Um, there are other planetarium shows, and they do offer these during the day. Now, the one that we saw was between 5 and 6 p.m. at night. These are going to be offered during the day. The matinee laser show uh, every day at noon. Um, that would be some kind of um, uh, you know some kind of a science-based show that can change. Uh, 1 p.m. every day, there's a, a show called Two Small Pieces of Glass. Very cool. Very interesting. Um, it learns about the history of the telescope, and it goes everywhere from Galileo's modifications to a child's spyglass to the launch of the Hubble telescope and the future of astronomy. So if you think about two small pieces of glass, you put them in a tube, and you send light through them, you've now developed a telescope. And how neat that that one experiment, that one accidental discovery, uh, led to all the science that we have uh, right now in the Hubble telescope and our understanding of deep space and, and how neat that is. Uh, 2 p.m., there's the skies over Jacksonville. And uh, basically what this show is about is what exists in the night sky over our region of the world. So 2 p.m., obviously, it's not dark anywhere on the planet. Uh, 2 in the afternoon, it's, the sun's going to be out no matter where you are. Um, but this one kind of takes a look into the night sky. You know, what planet? What planets are over us? What stars are over us? What's going on right now? And uh, very, very cool. And, and really teaches kids and, and, you know, even individuals. Teaches people about the night sky and what's up there and, and what to see. And, and at night, you know, which way you would turn to see, you know, where is Venus? Where is, you know, the North Star? Where, you know, depending on where you are, what kind of the year it is, you know, what would you see? Uh, so very, very, very cool. Um, at 3 p.m., there's Unveiling the Invisible uh, World Around Us. Um, and this is very cool. Um, from Galileo's telescope to the advent of rockets, we learn about the light in our cosmos. Um, neutrinos to cosmic rays, the detection of the LIGO experiment, L-I-G-O experiment, of graduation of wave, gravitation of waves from two black holes um, into astrophysics. Very, very science-based, very cool. Um, it's a very, very uh, fun, uh, neat show. Um, all the science that you pick up in there, if you're not educated as to that kind of thing, as I think most of us aren't, uh, you know, this is higher science. This is a much higher level of learning than most of us have. Um, definitely is a very, very cool show to check out and certainly something that uh, is put on every day inside the Brian Gooding Planetarium and uh, certainly something that you can uh, buy tickets. Usually the tickets are sold right there inside the, uh, the museum, either on the first floor or you can buy them digitally on the website. Um, like I said, the website itself, when you buy those tickets, you do get $5 off of a planetarium show. Uh, you get one free planetarium show per person per day uh, by having an annual pass. If you have an annual pass, you want to do more than one, I think they do knock off um, $5. Now, what's going on at the museum right now is Da Vinci's Machines and Robotics. So this exhibit is very neat. It's all about the creations, the drawings, the sketches of uh, Leonardo da Vinci going back into the 1400s. And it's on 
a little bit on the first floor outside the Atlantic Tales, a bunch on the second floor, and then a little bit more on the third floor. And what they've done is they basically expanded some of these drawings into actual models. So you can see a eight-person uh, predecessor of the modern tank, the modern warfare tank, with um, uh, cannons shooting in all directions at the same time. Da Vinci had drawings for how to lift heavy things. He used multiple pulleys to show you how to lift heavy things, and uh, a lot of his drawings would show you that. There was a, uh, a machine that he built that was kind of a modern workout machine, kind of a, um, a weight resistance machine that would work the body and show you how exercise worked. He did lots of drawings on the human body about musculature and the form of the human body and, and what muscles did and how muscles worked. Um, there was also another one about the modern uh, footlight. If you look at a theater, how the lights show up on the actors on the stage, he developed a modern footlight. It was used uh, candles and mirrors on the inside and kind of a focused piece of glass. Super interesting, guys. Um, definitely something you want to check out. Um, kind of a rolling ladder so that um, I didn't realize as much as, as Leonardo da Vinci had done, he was a painter, you know, and he, he did some beautiful things in Mona Lisa and, and other beautiful paintings, but he did a lot of drawings and sculpture and a lot of creation of, of war machines, and that I didn't really know about. I, I was very uh, uneducated as to that. So um, the tank, uh, he had a uh, military uh, ship that he had designed. Um, he had a ladder that was kind of a mobile ladder on some wheels that you could push up against maybe a castle or a building. Uh, your military people would climb up the ladder and get inside, and then if the bad guy wanted to push it away, it was on ladders where you could pull it back to where the bad guy couldn't get to the ladder. They couldn't push it down and destroy it. So um, very neat. Uh, some frightening things that he developed. Um, there was an armored chariot, almost, where it would either be pulled behind a wagon and had spinning blades, and the top would spin, and there was spikes on the wheels to where if you would run over something, um, the, the blades were about probably a foot and a half to two feet off the ground, and he would just kind of ride through the bad guys and, and take them all out. And um, I really was completely uneducated as to that. That was really a surprise. Um, and so many things that he had done. Um, he developed a mirror room to where the aristocracy, uh, back in the 1400s, 1500s, um, he lived in Italy. He was born in Florence. And uh, the aristocracy was all about looking at themselves and how amazing their new clothes looked and, you know, the king and the queen. So he developed a mirror room to where you could step inside this mirror room and had mirrors in pretty much every direction to where the king or queen could see themselves in every direction at once. So the one on the front, one on the side, one on the back, one on the angles. And uh, you got inside there and, I mean, sure enough, you can see the back of your tennis shoes from looking forward. And it was, it pretty much did what it was supposed to do. Um, the thing that really amazed me about him as well was how close he was to developing modern flight. So everything that you think about in a modern airplane, if you fly, there has to be some kind of a, uh, a compass to show you where you are. He developed something like that. There has to be some kind of a level to show you if the plane is going up or down or leaning to the left or leaning to the right. He developed something like that. Um, something about the modern wing design to where air could flow over the wing. Now remember, this is, this is like 1400 to 1500 right? So this isn't last year. This isn't two years ago. This is this is 500 years ago, guys. So um, very impressive as to what Leonardo da Vinci had done. Um, the modern screw that uses a, a, a twisted incline plane, 
Um, he developed something like that to be able to pick up very heavy objects and uh, kind of a crank handle to where he could turn it around uh, a gear and it would slowly divide that weight up on that screw and it would pick up very, very heavy objects. Um, he developed a locking wheel to where as you crank this locking wheel, a gear would go forward, but every time it would go forward, there would be a catch behind it. So a piece of wood or a large piece of metal would catch onto the gear behind it so the wheel couldn't go backwards and you couldn't drop the weight onto the people below it. Um, so a very, very intelligent man, um, really ahead of his time, really, really amazing. And as you walk through there, uh, it was kind of neat that there were some things that were green that you could play with. You could turn the crank, you could play with the object, you could look at the, the different things. Uh, some things were red that you were not allowed to play with. So things like a, a suit of armor that he had developed to hide uh, modern robotics that eventually became, you know, the skin for animatrons or different things. Um, the modern wing design that he had looked at with the ribs that would allow um, air to flow over it. It would be lighter than air, allow some lift to be there. Uh, you know, like I said, guys, he was so close to understanding flight 500 years ago, right? Way before the Wright brothers, way before any of this stuff was even built. Um, and, and being in that room and seeing all the things that he had done, um, he developed the modern parachute. He didn't realize it, but he developed the modern parachute. Um, he developed... Uh, another neat thing he did was a modern, like a spit roast, right? To where you would say take your big piece of meat, put the two big forks on the side, and then you would turn it over some heat. Well, as the heat builds up, obviously that's going to get hot. You don't want to turn it. It's a lot of work. What he developed was a small chimney. The heat would go up through the small chimney and would turn this fan blade. And the fan blade would turn from the rising heat, and the fan blade would turn a gear. The gear would turn, and he was very good at changing direction. So if something turned and then something else turned in a different direction, he would be able to turn those teeth and those gears be able to do that. So he would turn that gear, that gear would turn a different direction, it would take a chain, the chain would turn the bottom direction, and it would slowly roast your meat, or your chicken, or your poultry, or whatever it was, over a fire so it would cook evenly, and then once it was done, you could simply take it off, and you didn't have to sit there and keep turning it yourself and turning it yourself, you could do something else, or sit back and enjoy while it cooks, so just amazing, just really, really so far beyond his time, it was really, really incredible to see. Um, so, if you haven't done any research on Leonardo da Vinci, and I have to admit, uh, Leonardo da Vinci was not the first person on my list um, that I had done research on. Uh, we've seen so many things at the, the, uh, the Museum of Science and History, um, toys and uh, military stuff and, and uh, dragons and dinosaurs and, um, you know, all these kind of things, um, that uh, it was fascinating. It was really, really fascinating to be able to be in there and see these drawings that were done, you know, five, six hundred years ago. Um, and to learn about when he painted certain things and what his last painting was. And uh, it was really, really amazing, really, really incredible. So if you have the chance, if you're in the Northeast Florida area, you have the chance, or you come here on vacation, um, definitely go to the Museum of Science and History. I want to say that exhibit runs until January 31st, if I remember. So it's going to be there for a while. Uh, it's there now in October. It's going to be there for a while. So definitely check it out. Like I said, uh, the, floor, the Museum of Science and History is at thethemosh.org. All the information is there. You can buy your tickets. You can do all this kind of stuff there. Plan your day uh, and very, very cool. All right, guys. So I want to get to our trivia time answer, and let's see what you know or what you think you know. All right, let's see. All right, I'm going to read the question one more time, and we'll see what the answer is. Our question is, what year was the modern laser invented? Was it A, 1950? B, 1953, 
C, 1960, or D, 1963? All right, what do we think? What are we saying? A, B, C, or D? If you picked answer C, 1960, you are correct. Although the theory of the laser dates back to 1917's research done by Albert Einstein. So a long, long time ago, the first working laser was built by Theodore Maiman, M-A-I-M-A-N, at Hughes Aircraft Company in California on May 16, 1960, and it was used for scientific research. So if you got that one right, correct, congratulations. We're going to keep throwing trivia time questions in there every time we do a podcast and uh, see what you know. Learn something new every time we talk, right? So guys, I'm going to call that an episode. I want to thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I do ask that, just like every time, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, share, subscribe, comment, and tell two friends about the podcast. Tell two people that you don't know, uh, two people you meet on the subway, two people that you have at work, uh, friends that listen to podcasts. Tell them about the Florida Fun Podcast. We want to get the word out to as many people as possible and let as many people as we can have a fun time here in the state of Florida. Um, Coming up, uh, like I said, I'm going to be going out of town. I'm going to be on the road for a while, um, and I'm going to come to you guys either live, uh, maybe do a live stream, um, we'll do some Florida Fun Podcast live videos on the Instagram page, so be sure to join me on Instagram, okay? Turn on the notifications and make sure you join me on Instagram because those videos are going to come and you never know when it's going to pop up. Um, remember, you can always get a hold of me anytime. Uh, email me, Podcast at gmail.com. Get a hold of me on Instagram. That is floridafun6 at instagram.com. And you can always get a hold of me on Pinterest. I am at Florida Fun Podcast on Pinterest. So, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. I do certainly appreciate it. And we hope you guys have a great Florida day. Get out there and have some Florida fun. And we will definitely see you out there.